Welcome back. Today is Saturday, March 5th. This is the second episode of To The Crib. The boys are back. We're going to be talking about a little bit of everything today. A little bit of NBA. A little bit of football. A little bit of baseball. But you know what I think we should start with today? Just with what we talked about last week, college basketball, March Madness. We made all these predictions, and seven of the top ten teams lost that afternoon. Um, any any thoughts on the craziness that ensued? It was definitely a crazy weekend for some college basketball. And I think it's great because it pretty much leads exactly into, you know, what we would expect come March Madness every year. There's crazy upsets. There's huge losses. There's, you know, teams that were expected to win that get beat by unranked team. So I think that, you know, speaks volumes into what we can expect going into it this year. I think it set the expectations high. For sure. It's March, baby. This always happens. And conference tournaments are going to tell a lot of what's about to happen. It's going to be – there's going to be a lot of good tournaments. There's a lot of teams that I think can win the big tournaments. Um, I don't know. We won't go – we already talked about that. We're not going to go too deep into that. One, My only note for college basketball, <clears throat> if the Colorado State Rams beat Boise State tonight, they will win the Mountain West tournament. So just keep that in mind. Big game. Um, Congrats. Massive game. I couldn't even get tickets, so oh, it was very upsetting. Dang, dude. I tried to get tickets about two weeks ago. Sold out <laughs> for the student tickets. See, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. That's big almost like Duke were, UNC. I was gonna say that's is more. It's a more important game. Like, trying to trying to give a quick shout out to uh, Caleb for having probably the pick of the week last week with Arkansas being his sleeper team. Ended up upsetting yes, Kentucky. Love, yes. love to see that. Big time, Caleb. Hey, 14 out of 15. They've won their last 14 out of 15. It's pretty impressive. Don't expect big things from Caleb. He's not going to have predictions like that the whole time. <laughs> Artis Gilmore. It's a good pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Well, Absolutely. You know, you know where Artis Gilmore played? In the NBA. And you know what? That's happening too. So I think – we should talk a little bit NBA. I mean, there's been some trades, some some movement. The Lakers stink. Um, <laughs> still, you know, oh. the, the Pistons <laughs> still suck. Still. You know, right? Just <laughs> about the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks are here. Hey, the, you know, hey, like hey, the Pistons. The Pistons don't even have the worst record in the NBA right now. So, hey, the on the bright side, dude, the Rockets have the lost. Seventy Sixers like, are looking up. Fifteen games in a row, dude. The Rockets are struggling out here. All right. Well, no one cares about the Rockets. The Sixers <laughs> are looking very good. You are right. James Harden. Tyrese. No one's talking about – give Tyrese a little bit of love here too. Yes. Tyrese Maxey, baby. It's crazy because as a 76ers fan, that was one of my biggest worries is we saw Tyrese Maxey kind of fill that point guard spot this season with the craziness that was Ben Simmons not playing. And so we brought in this other, like, you know, 
point guard, right? James Harden has always been the ball handler for whatever team he's on, bar his short period of time and playing in Brooklyn. So I was a little bit worried that he's going to, you know, cause Maxi to struggle. But since Ben Simmons has been here, Maxi's averaging like 21.6 points a game. So he's really not struggling. He had a 33-point game last night. So I'm glad to see that James Harden isn't bringing Maxi down. But it is he is bringing down some of the other players. But we're not going to spend too much time on getting into all that. Yeah, you don't want to talk about the – we don't want to talk about how he's affecting the ninth bench guy. Um, yeah. Talking about the fact that two of our starters last night had zero points. <laughs> oh, oh that's right. not important. <laughs> you guys still won, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had, I mean, yeah. hey, I mean, hey that's, what, that's what matters. That's what matters, the win. Yeah. Getting the win is what matters. All right. Unless you're Wes Westbrook, then you just snap pad. I want to take whoa, a quick whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, pause hey, whoa, hey, real quick. I know we kind of already moved off this section, but I'm looking at the score right now. Tennessee is currently beating Arkansas 44-20 to 20 with four minutes left in the half. All right, and I take back what I said about so, Carolina Goodpick. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying you it's over. Give, I just want no, to no, give no, an no. update. No, I am telling you, you look at the context. Tennessee, I, I, I will look it up. Tennessee, I don't even think has lost at home this year. They no, are they are unbelievable at home. Yeah. I so I am not I and Arkansas's you know, you can't win every game, but Tennessee has been literally incredible at home. Yes. So I think the there's game's a little not bit over. of context there. You never know. Well, the game's definitely not over, but <clears throat> I just wanted to give that update while I saw it. That was that was a good update. They are incredible at home. <laughs> Taking care of business. They're fifteen and zero at home this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. So there's that. Um, yeah. Uh, Sixers, <clears throat> the Nuggets. I'm hearing Jamal Murray's might and and Michael Porter might get activated soon. That's huge for them. Uh, that's what they that's, need that's right now. Giant, just in time for playoffs too. <clears throat> yeah, I mean Jamal is just. <clears throat> You know, he's he's a star on on it and off the court. Um, he's just uh, he's awesome. I just I just love him. I love him. He's yeah, awesome. You can't you can't not like you can't not like Jamal Murray, unless you don't like Jamal Murray. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like Jamal Murray, then I guess you don't have to like Jamal Murray. But you're, you're I probably think a Rockets you know fan. Hey, what yes. the heck are the Rockets got to do with this? What do, what do we know? Leave, hey, leave leave the leave the Rockets out of this. I mean, the Rockets really haven't been good since James Harden left them, and I don't think that really comes as a surprise to anyone. He was the only reason that they were good. So whoa, whoa, whoa! They had they had Chris Paul for a couple of years. Chris Paul Chris was Paul good. is overrated. Chris, Chris Paul was there for a very short period of time. I'm not gonna say he was overrated, overrated. but he is absolutely not overrated. Wanna, I would just like to touch on the Memphis Grizzlies real quick for being the third yes, team in the West. And my boy Ja Morant out here averaging 28 points per game. Aren't they actually as like a, the, ja, a, the Memphis ja, ja Morants? Isn't that their name? Um, I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. is pretty good. So is, so is Desmond Vance. He's, he's pretty good. Steven Adams, my boy, OKC. 
He's he's pretty Who? good. In order in order for Steven Adams to be good, he has he has to play with a guy like Westbrook or John Morant, who's just super athletic. Because when he was on the Pelicans, he didn't really do anything. Steven Adams didn't really do much on the Pelicans. Then he went back. Then he went to another team that has a super athletic point guard, and all of a sudden he starts thriving again. That's just what that's are you just saying? Zion's fat. That's exactly what I'm saying. Zion's also not <laughs> a point guard. Bust. Oh, I don't know if he's a. I don't know that he's a bust. Yeah, it's, it's, too, it's a, too early for I that. I give him. I give him like another. He's got to figure it out in the next year or two. I'd say, but like, I mean, From he's been I've too good. He's he's played more games than Embiid did in his first three seasons. Trust the process. Oh, so that's a good point. Yep. He also put on. He also put on like sixty pounds more than Embiid did in his first few seasons. Have you seen him? Ever since his injury, I mean, he, I mean, he, he, he did put on a bunch of weight, but he also lost a pretty good amount of weight at one point. So, like, he's been losing. He's been slowly getting back into game shape. I just saw a thing today that said that he's heading back to New Orleans today to like t- to rejoin the team. So it could be hey, happening I'd at some point. For, I would love for Zion to be good because he's so much fun to watch. He's one of those players that when they touch the court, you can't help but just enjoy the game happening around him. So. I would love for him to come back. I'm help just not call him out. It's gonna happen. Call him needs help. I mean, the Pelicans have won like, like four or five straight, and now they're currently chilling at the at the ten seed, which is which is the play in. So perfect time for Zion to come back. You know, pass the Lakers. Um, if the Trailblazers want to win some more games and knock the Lakers out, that would be nice too. Hey, Damian, come back. If they, they, they want to, if they want to, if they want to like combine and knock out the Clippers. That would also be nice as an OKC fan. I would just love picks. Shout out <laughs> Sam Presti for trading Paul George for a million draft picks and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Love that dude. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that, was a, that was a good trade. Unless you guys, you know, pick a bunch of shitty players, but that's probably not the case. I mean, so, so far, so so far, so far, one and zero. Last year, Josh Giddy and Trey Mann. Excellent first round, JRE and, and Aaron Wiggins in the second round. So far, we 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 have gone one and zero with the draft. Josh Giddy is a future star in this league. Yeah, all right. I well, I'd say that's a good segue. Talk about future stars. Why don't we talk a little bit about Rookie of the Year? Maybe uh, I don't know who do you, who you guys like to win Rookie of the Year. Let's let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and start with Noah since he he got us here. Who, who do you like to win Rookie so, of the Year? This is a guy that OKC was pre-draft. Evan Mobley has just been – I mean, the Cavs are the sixth team in the East. They, they have definitely been the most surprising team this season. And I think, I think that's, that's like due in part to Evan Mobley. I mean, 15 points per game, three assists, nine rebounds per game as a rookie. Pretty solid. And just the fact that the Cavs last year – I mean, the Cavs had the second pick last year. And now they're and now they're the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, so shout, shout out Evan Mobley. Uh, let's go on over to Caleb. That's her. That's her. Caleb's rookie of the year is. Uh, well, you know, <clears throat> I haven't really watched too much NBA this year, but I do know that it hurts me to say this, but Josh Goody's been kind of carrying that Thunder team because SGA's been out for a little bit, and he's he's I mean he's averaging sixteen points a game, eight rebounds, and seven assists. Yes, sir. That's He's pretty good as a rookie. Old. Only 19 and years old, too. 
I just I Cade Cunningham. I just don't think he hasn't had enough time on the court. Like that, he's really important to the Pistons. They've they've won like a lot of games. I think they're like one and fifteen without him or something like that. Some crazy stat when he's not playing. But I still think that Josh Giddy is probably the pick that I would go with. Connor, you go ahead. Well, I'm going to have to give you a little bit of backlash. Now, my pick is the one that you just said you don't think has had enough time. And that is Mr. Cade Cunningham. Currently leading his team in points per game. I mean, you say he hasn't had enough time. You know, he's only missed, you know, a handful of games. But he's averaging 32 minutes per game. So he's putting in a lot of time on the court. The asset that he's been both leading their team in points and assists, right? You got to think, right? When I think of rookie of the year, we've had guys in the past, you know, you know, list a few of the ones in the past years, like Romelo, John Morant, Luca, Ben Simmons, right? Brogdanovich. You've had these guys that are really on a team that isn't crazy, you know? LaMelo with the Hornets, John Morant with the Grizzlies, right? These teams that without these big players isn't really anything special, anything to watch. And I think that's kind of what Cade Cunningham has showed the potential to bring to his team. He hasn't gotten there yet, but most of their wins have been off of nights that he's had big points, nights that he's done well. And I think that without him, their 17-47 and record is much lower. And it's probably in the single digits of wins if Cade Cunningham is in play. And not to mention that they're five of seven for this their last seven games. So they might trend up. Doubt it, but we'll see. Cade Cunningham is, is ruining the bank. <laughs> is Jeremy Grant on the Pistons still? He he is. Yeah, they yeah, did. Remember tonight. You know, I'm not going to get salty, but he left the Nuggets for that. <clears throat> Jason, dude, the, the Pistons have a, have a pretty have a pretty pretty bright future. Sadiq Bay is also pretty good. I think Sadiq Bay, Marvin Bagley, Jer- Jeremy Grant, he should Killian be on Hayes, on Marvin Bagels, he should be on the Nuggets. Kate Cunningham, Kelly Olynyk. Okay, if you want to play that card, then Jeremy Grant needs to come back to OKC because he was on Philly. <laughs> Philly didn't even use him. But we, we he was good on the Nuggets. What do you mean? He was good. He was good for the – he was an amazing piece. He was part of the – Oh, reason. he was so good on the Nuggets. He was good. What do you mean? We gave him We guy. needed him. <laughs> I know. No, we and we him. need him back. That's for sure. All right, Michael, who's your, who's your rookie of the year? Just, just come on. As much as I would love to say that it's, you know – the cum bucket, Jonathan Kuminga, just because it's a cool name. I'm gonna go ahead and say, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this with Scotty Barnes, old Scooty. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> bust. I just like bu- bust. Whoa, says. Bust. You can't <laughs> say a bust when he's so... got the second best odds to win rookie of the year. Yeah, no, he's Caleb, he's nice Caleb with was it. So low. Caleb was so low on Scotty Barnes before the draft, and he just would not listen to me. Scotty Barnes is good. I wanted him on OKC as well, but I'm fine with Giddy. Also, I'm pretty nice. sure we just listed the top four the, the top four guys on the rookie ladder, just just out of order. I mean, and yeah, who's going to win? You know what? Shout out! I, I, Shout I'll out! This. Hey! Oh. Go ahead. Jeez, oh man. I'll say this: if if Io Desunu could have been playing all year, maybe I would have ride with him. Stop. Stop. 
He's been playing good. What do you mean? Yeah, he he has been playing good. And if the Magic could could win more than sixteen games, I would I would have read with uh with Franz Wagner, but I'm not going to. Jalen Suggs? No, Franz Wagner has been better than Jalen Suggs. <laughs> also, I would like to formally change my pick to Josh Giddy just because I'm a biased OKC fan. Get out of here, Josh. Josh Goaty is 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 his new name. No, get out of here. Yeah, it's funny. Not, yeah, I mean, I think Josh, the rookie Josh of the Goody. years, <clears throat> I think it's pretty – I think it's kind of always this way, but I think it's pretty pretty chalky this year. Like, I mean, these are just guys that I feel like we expected to be good. Bes- besides Josh Giddy, because I remember, like, yeah, on nobody... draft night, I read his like, – his, they had that <laughs> scouting report, and it was, like, weaknesses. It was like and it was basically – it, like yeah, it was, like, anything that you do. It's, like, shooting, dribbling. Pass it. I'm like, okay, so he can't. He just Defense. doesn't know how to play basketball. He just doesn't <laughs> play the sport. <laughs> That's facts. Those aren't what important. All you need is intangibles. <laughs> yeah, the intangibles. Dude, he, he he has come out and he has just looked so. I know nobody's watching any OKC games besides me. That dude is a game changer when he's on the court. I mean, we just got slapped around by the Timberwolves last night by like 30 points because Josh Giddy didn't play. Timberwolves keep blowing teams out. <laughs> Timberwolves are actually having a pretty – Shout out out D'Lo with the greatest celebration of all time, Ice in My Veins. I'll debate it all day. Ice (laughs) in My Veins is is the greatest celebration I've ever seen in the NBA. Wow. The greatest celebration you've ever seen. You mean Blue Arrow. In the the NBA. Okay, Jamal (laughs) Murray. Let's let's build off of that. We're talking about the greatest – Let's talk about the greatest player this year. Who's your MVP vote for this season? Starting with you, Noah. Who do you think? If you had to draft it, season ends today, you have the deciding vote. Who's getting the MVP? Lou Gwynn's Dort. No, give me, uh, give me Nikola Jokic. The Nuggets, Nuggets are 37 and 26. Six in the Western Conference with just some absolute scrubs, some absolute G League boys running the team right now. Without Jamal Murray's out, Michael Porter Jr. is out. Jokic is almost averaging a triple double: twenty-five points per game, eight assists, and fourteen rebounds. On a on a team that's just they they need those boys back. Give me give me Jokic. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over to Kalo. Mm, I'm looking at uh, I don't know. I think I'm probably gonna run with Giannis. Nobody's really talking about Giannis. You know, everyone's got like Embiid, Nikola Jokic. People are talking about DeMar DeRozan, John Morant's moving up. Giannis won the finals last year, and he's averaging 29 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. He's still pretty much carrying the Bucks to a lot of their wins. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Giannis Antetokounmpo, and then we'll swing it over back over to Connor. All right. And I know what everyone's going to say, oh, you're biased. Okay. There's a little bit of biased. But the numbers play themselves. When you've got a man the size of Joel Embiid, one of the most dominant bigs in the league right now, potentially ever, this man is averaging 29.6 points a game in 33 minutes. Not only that, this big dude, this threat from the paint is a threat from everywhere. He is shooting 49.4% from the field. That is better than a lot of guards and even some of the forwards. But he's a center. One of the most dominant centers. 
when you pair those two things together with a now James Harden, who has had an incredible start in Philly, that is dangerous. And so when I think most valuable player, that's Joel Embiid. If this man was not on the Sixers, they wouldn't even be with a winning record. This man has put this team in his back for this year and last year when we made a run in the postseason. The only reason was because of Joel Embiid. These other guys that you're talking about, Jokic, Giannis, you know, these players, they've already won MVPs, right? But Embiid has been competing with these guys every year and in the runs for it. And I think this is his year to win it. And I think the numbers would support that. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty darn good. Um, all right, all right, Michael, let's hear yours. Yeah, I mean, you know, my original pick, if he's healthy, would be John Wall. Actually, he's healthy. They're just not good playing pick, him. Good Don't pick. get me started. Um, Agreed. I'm also biased, though, because I like the Nuggets, and I think it's Jokic. Um, that's just – I mean, it's just as simple as that. I, th- I think he's every bit as good as, as Embiid. Every, like, every bit as good as Embiid. And he's an elite passing big. And he can score, and he gets all of the rebounds. Um, so – that's that's my take on that. I, I also like DeMar. Um, I just think over the course of the season, Jokic and Embiid have probably have been better. I, Giannis has been better too, but people might get tired of giving Giannis MVPs. That's the only thing. Yeah, with that he's one. got too many. <laughs> I mean, 29 give, give, yeah. give it to Jaw. Give it to Jaw Morant. He deserves it. And they're it. not tired of giving it to Jokic? He nope. got it once. Jokic has been in the conversation is... every year, though, and he's almost because he's good. Yeah, because he averages a triple double. He averages almost a triple double. I think the tiring factor only comes in once you like win multiple. Like when you win one, it's like okay, like that's dope. But like once you, I feel like once you win your second, I mean, look at LeBron. As much I know, everybody on this podcast hates LeBron. He should have like. 19 MVPs. They just stopped giving it to him because he won it so many times. Like, I, I think that's going sure to play a factor. It, it. Oh my God, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. But he should. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, there's a tiring factor when you have a couple MVPs. I think that's not to say I don't think Embiid isn't going to win it. But yeah. I think all those picks are good. I think all those players could win it, just depending on his stretch, this last little stretch at the end of the season. I think that's really going to be the determining factor is who rises up, who stays amongst the top in this last section, this last run of the season. John Morant could keep rising. You never know. John Morant, my boy. He could, but I don't know know that he wins it. Like, he, he just didn't start off, you know, obviously he's played fantastic the past few weeks, but he didn't start off that way. He was playing good, but he wasn't playing an MVP caliber for the first half of the season. So he would have to have an electric second half to even give himself a chance. Did but, you guys see that laser beam that Steven Adams threw in? Oh, that was a dime. Oh that up. gosh, dude. Okay, the pass was great, but can we talk about the shot, dude? That was impressive. The angle that he's taking that from yeah. is insane. He had, like, the play of the year, like, two – Potential play of the year in that game because he dunked on Yako Potal. <laughs> it, it was in the same quarter. It was it was in the it was in the, the span of like five minutes. He had that he had that nasty poster on Jakob and then 
just an absolute absolute laser beam from Steven Adams. The Cowboys could use him to uh, to John Morant for that catch. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? Speaking of laser beams, um, you know who else does laser beams? Aaron Rodgers. Yes, sir. But where is he going to be throwing laser beams? I don't – who knows? Um, He doesn't even know, apparently. He's saying all this stuff where he's going back and forth. I'm sure he does. I think he's going to flip a coin. (laughs) I could see it. As hard as any other player, I think he knows where he's going. Or at least he knows where he wants to go. It's just he doesn't want to say it yet. Because as soon as he says it, right, his name backs out of the light a little bit. And they start talking about that team and not Aaron Rodgers, which is what he wants. His dra- or his stock goes up anytime his name is said. So he wants his name to stay in the news for as long as possible. So I, I think there's, he has an idea where he's going. There's rumors that teams have already got potential trades ready and the Packers are ready for whatever decision he makes that we're ready to just like call up the Broncos. Hey, Aaron said he wants to leave. What do you got? So there's rumors that every, like everything's ready for him. It's just ready for him to make a decision. And we either have the contract ready for him to sign or we're ready for there's no way you get just call up teams. So. I'm sorry. You would be crazy to give him a contract extension. Not, not for that he's much money, yeah, I don't really for, want to resign. He's just asking for too much. Uh, I mean, a contract extension also means that, I mean, I mean you can't really extend – I mean, you got to trade Jordan Love if you like. You can't keep him. Around. If you give him a contract extension, you can't build a team. It's literally a one v eleven with Aaron Rodgers on the field. Like he's just asking for too much, regardless of how good he is. We all know what he can do on the court. And I mean, we all know how historically good we are in the draft to draft cheap players to to help. We're very good. Oh, we at- we're very good at. Uh, like pr- like getting players ready. Like Tunyon was an undrafted free agent. Took that guy, and now he's one. He was one of the better tight ends in the league, not last year, but the year before because he got hurt last year. Yeah, we yeah. find some late guys. Those first and second round dudes, we either hit or it's like, why? What are we doing? Wild miss. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like you have Jair and like Savage and like Rashawn Gary's come around, and it's like Jordan Love. All right, <laughs> thank you. I want to spend a second though. Kevin King talking about one of the places that Aaron Rodgers has talked about going. And that's the Titans. Can you imagine, right? We know, I think the biggest struggle for the Titans was at the quarterback position. Ryan Tannehill is good, right? He's not terrible, but he is not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's not Aaron Rodgers. That team is Super Bowl ready. They've got the most dominant running back in the league when healthy. They've got two of the most potentially electric receivers. Like, that team is ready. The defense is up and coming. They definitely got better as the season went on. You put a good quarterback on that team, that's dangerous. So, I, if he were to decide to go to the Titans, I'd be on the watch for a Tennessee. I think it's Packers-Broncos. And then if the Broncos aren't willing to give up as much, then we'll look at Titans and Steelers. I think there was the other team. Yeah, I doubt he goes to the Steelers. I don't, yeah, I don't think he goes to the Steelers either. I just don't trust that system too much. That defense is really good. but uh, Defense yeah. is good. That I am, I am not... willing to put a pretty good amount of money that Malik Willis will be the quarterback for the Steelers next year. 
I'll, I can I'll, see I'll it. Signs point point towards Malik Willis, but that, but that's not the point. We're not here to talk about Malik Willis. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I I would argue the Steelers have a better receiving core than the Titans, but I I mean Julio Jones. Thanks for the memories, pal. It's twenty twenty two. Like he was bad. He was hurt all year. AJ I mean, Brown is amazing, yes. though. I, I AJ love Brown's, AJ Brown. Yeah. He's awesome. But who's their yes. third receiver? Uh, but the Steelers also Juju. Juju's a free agent, so they just cool. all they have is they have Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryer Claypool and Claypool. Chase Claypool, come on! This is oh this is a this Notre is a joke. Dame. This is a joke. Notre Dame. He's better than who? He's better than Julio right now. He's better than Julio. Yeah. Come on. At least he goes out. <laughs> Who cares if he does a TikTok dance? I don't care. <laughs> Catch a touchdown. Yeah, that, one of those TikTok dances cost him a game. Dude, was that I don't care. On the, after that catch and lost him that game against the Vikings. Don't care. He padded his stats. But the, Steelers, <laughs> the Steelers also – oh, yeah, the stat of dancing after a catch. Yeah, that'll go. Yeah, that'll show. That'll show on the stat sheet. Also, the Steelers have a much worse offensive line, I would say, That's than fast. than the Titans. So, I, I I agree with Connor. I I do think that the Steelers ha- have a better receiving core, but the team around him as a whole, I think the Titans have it better than the Steelers. That that offensive line is just abysmal. Booty cheeks. But if you have to make, but if you make a trade, if you trade Rodgers to the Titans. The Packers have to take on Ryan Tannehill. Like they, they're not keeping both. The Titans can't afford both. So if you if you move in Rodgers to the Titans, the Titans are going to have to move Ryan Tannehill. So that that's also what makes me think that that a trade to the Titans is pretty unlikely because I don't think the Packers want Ryan Tannehill. Oh, I think it's unlikely, but it would be fun to see. That would be a, that's all I'm saying is that would be a fun team. Fun I team. think the I mean, Broncos. The Broncos will be a, yeah. They got they they, have a they got a good receiving team. core. Javante Williams, up and coming. They got a they good got defense. No offense. Solid defense. Pretty pretty good offensive line. Not it's not like elite, but it's like it's better than the Steelers. Yeah. What about Bulls, another news? Amari Cooper leaving the Cowboys. Did anyone see it coming? Not yeah. really. I thought they were gonna let Michael Gallup go. Yeah, they're oh. they're choosing Gallup over Cooper. Michael, yeah, I want to gallop to fall to us, okay? That's called being uh, – you know, that's – I agree. That's fair. <laughs> Michael Gallup's elite, okay? Actually, wait. Oh my God. I love Michael Gallup, but he tore his ACL in like week – Yeah. Week nine, week, we, yeah. Like, I mean, week. I saw something that said that Odell will be ready by November. So it really just depends on so, the tear, okay. I guess. It is crazy. The recovery time for some of these injuries now, which what used to put players out for you know seasons, two seasons, we've seen players tear ACLs and you know come back to some degree in the same I mean, season. I mean, we watched Cam. We watched Cam Akers ruptures <laughs> tore his Achilles and was back in, in like training six camp. months. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even human. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I like the move. Uh, uh, they're young at receiver. CD Lamb is still on his rookie contract. Gallup's well, obviously he's getting resigned. Like I think he was on his. He needed a. He obviously needed the contract. Um, I don't mind it. I, I really don't. And this is a really deep receiver class. 
Uh, Amari's expensive too. So it's probably good. Yeah, on Amari's, cap space Amari's gonna come with a with a big old cap hit if you want to trade for him. But I also don't think anybody will trade for him because the the Cowboys the Cowboys made the mistake. They came out and they said that they're likely gonna release him, and then afterward they said that they're looking to trade him. As a team, you don't do that. You can't because no team. What team is gonna trade for him if if you can just sign him? Unless unless he doesn't want to go to you. You lose so, all the leverage. Yeah. I don't know how smart that where is. Where does he sign though? Where do you th- where do you guys think he signs? Ooh, I, don't know. A... I saw someone say the Bears. I, I, I could see that. The Bears would be a receiver. I mean, I think he's better than Allen Robinson right now. So yeah. so if they do that, if so if that happens, then do they let Allen Robinson walk? Can they even afford to to, to sign both? So if you bring in Mike Cooper, do you let Allen Robinson walk? Yes. He was not good last year. Like or, I know they had turmoil, but Darnell Mooney still played pretty good. Darnell Mooney, like, played I don't really know. Well. And Komet, Cole Komet played really well. Yeah, Cole Cole Komet, elite. I could see it maybe like the somebody like the Lions, an up and coming team that kind of need like a veteran receiver to kind of come in and like you know play well along with the Monra. That could be kind of salty. I I'm I like mean, trying they to need to get off. Well, dude, Jared Goff was torching teams at the, at end, the end of the last season. season. Yeah, yeah, he was. What playing if he well. just keeps it going? I don't know. He probably won't, but he could. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're in our division, but like, I feel like the I feel like the Lions are on the right track. I think they are. I think they um, got a lot of young, young talent. <laughs> I mean, how many times have we said that? But yeah. <laughs> not that many, actually. <laughs> they haven't ever since like the '60s. I have no idea, but. First time ever. You know. Yeah, that Amari Cooper news was was pretty wild. Um, Did not see it coming. We're coming. We're getting to that point in the season, boys. Got a franchise franchise tag deadline coming up on the 8th. We'll talk about that way more next week with all the tags that are coming up. Really, really. There's rumors that the Packers could franchise tag Devontae Adams and then trade him to the Raiders. This is like a sign-in trade. I think I think that's why Rodgers is going to make his decision, or like he's expected to, on March eighth, because that's the deadline. Because I think I think if Rodgers is gone, Devontae is gone, and vice versa. I, I think that's, I so, think so I think I think the I think the Packers are trying to like you know Rodgers like make a decision by the eighth, because if you want to leave, then then we then we want to move Devontae, and we can franchise tag sign and trade Devontae Adams. I think I think that's why they're trying to push him to make his decision by the eighth, because that's that's franchise tag deadline. But maybe that's just me. No, I mean, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, and that's kind of what he was alluding to when he was on the, you know, he was on the Pat McAfee show towards the end of the season. It's kind of the time frame he was alluding to on there. So, makes sense. Um, did you guys have any combine notes real quick? Any Anything that you guys stood out just – just because, you know, just because we're talking about football. Any any notes? People are fast. <laughs> <laughs> even the running backs ran really fast. The wide receiver, even the tight, some of the tight ends were running really fast. Even some offensive linemen were running I was like say, sub we had five. Some, we had some offensive linemen. I can think of at least two that run ran sub four nines yesterday. Which that's for somebody incredible. that weighs probably upwards of <laughs> yeah. three hundred pounds, is that's insane. that's a very that's a very good. Like, but, I mean, that's um, yeah. terrifying. I know. I know. Michael's gonna gonna like this. Uh, Kevin Austin Jr. from Notre Dame. You guys think so? Like, 
I don't, I don't, I like, I don't really know much about him before the combine, but I think, I think he just upped his draft stock to at least a day, like, like a day two, a day two guy, as opposed to me and Aaron not even knowing who he, who he really was. I don't know how good he was at Notre Man, Dame. That's kind of Michael's he, field, but he he really played one season. He he had some injury issues the first two years, but you know he's a guy. He's a guy that like you know a quarterback like 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 Joe Montana would have loved to have Kevin Austin at wide receiver, you know, because um, Joe, yeah, Joe Montana was amazing. Would've Joe Montana had Jerry Rice. And oh, poor poor Joe Montana. He only had Jerry Rice at receiver. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> I don't know. According to some, Jerry Rice isn't even good. So, not the point. Kevin Austin, probably a great pick. Um, yeah, probably the best pick. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. Um, I think I a think... very surprising <laughs> pick would be um, the guy that kind of upped his stock, and I, I've I've been talking to Noah about it. The Packers maybe drafting this guy, Christian Watson from North Dakota State. What did he yeah, run, he Noah? Like massive. a four five, and he's like six foot five. He did not run a four five. That's not a very. He, he ran like he ran like a four like a four two nine a four three, as a giant receiver. As a six foot five. Uh, yeah. I would take that on my team. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty solid for somebody his size, for sure. I mean, but, it'll be interesting, and we'll we'll talk more about draft. Is I mean, it'll it'll be here before we know it. It's already March. I mean, just think by the time the tournament ends. It's going to be, you know, draft season almost. So yes, sir. Like I mean, we're going to be. I mean, we're getting there. Just wanted to Free take agents a few. to start signing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Any any last notes on the NFL? Kenny Pickett has baby hands. Kenny Pickett has baby hands, and I think the Cardinals might have made a mistake with Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. We don't want to oh. spend too much time on that. <laughs> I, I uh, that is that, that is definitely a topic that, that we should dive into further in in the coming weeks. That whatever, whole, whatever ends up unfolding with yeah. Kyler Murray. That whole note was absolutely outrageous that his agent sent. Kyler, did you see what happened in the playoffs? And you're sitting here <laughs> telling me he Kyler desperately he basically wants more money and Kyler desperately wants to win. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, everybody wants to win. What do you mean? Like that's everybody's goal. Like. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. Like I don't. It's incredibly hard. <laughs> like, I don't know. Whatever. Whole thing's outrageous. But speaking of last outrageous. thing here, you know what else? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Here uh, we go. <laughs> come, come the end of March Madness, we're gonna be getting in the draft. But you know what we're not gonna be doing? Watching baseball. <laughs> That's what we're not gonna be doing. Just, just. Just pick, close your eyes and, and just let, – let's set the scene here, okay? <laughs> it's a crisp Saturday evening at the ballpark, okay? You go to the concessions. You get a nice cold beer. If you're of age, if not, get a water. Get a, a, a Dr. Pepper. Um, Maybe yeah, sneak we, one. We, we, don't support, we don't support that kind of stuff. If you're 21, go get a nice cold beer. And you, you got to get a hot dog. Right, you're at the ballpark. You get a hot dog. You walk over to your seats. My favorite seats. I, I love a good outfield seat. A little hot, like medium high. I like to see the whole field. third baseline is where it's at. Third, third baseline. 
it's not as fun when you lose the threat of getting dome pieced by a foul ball, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, you know, but you go, you sit in your seats. It's, it's the sun, the sun starting to set. It's immaculate, right? You know, the crack of the bat, the balls hitting the glove. I mean, it's just, it, it's great. And then before you know it, it's the ninth inning. Okay. Your team, you're down, whatever your team is. For me, it's the Cubs. You're down two to three. You got a man on second. Your best player is at the plate. The count is three, two. Full count, baby. Pitcher winds up. Crack of the bat. Walk off bomb. Home run. Game over. You win. My point is, that's amazing. And guess what? We don't get that for at least, at least the first two series of the season. If that, if that, what a joke. Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner in all of sports. I, I just the whole thing is just a complete debacle. And I like I'm not gonna try to claim that I understand like I understand all the legal jargon and they're talking about all the CBA stuff. I don't understand all of it. But like for him to come out and say that the fans are his most that's his that's his biggest priority, I just simply don't agree. I don't agree. I think the whole thing's a mess. The kids are saying he's Rob Manfraud. Um, which, <laughs> oh, is that what the kids are saying? That's what the kids are saying. Um, and I'm just, I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of it. I love baseball, and it just, it just makes me. And they say it's a dying sport. Oh, people don't want to watch baseball. It's too long. It's too slow. Okay, you know what'll fix that? Okay, let's just not pull, not play. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, would, that, that fixes fix everything. everything. It's it's just a, it's a it's such a joke. Oh my. All right. Lord. So what's the solution? I. You want me to be honest? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I don't play ball. I'm not going to hear what the solution isn't, which is not play. Yeah, and and like <laughs> the whole thing just comes down to like. I mean, right, it's like the saying, it's the billionaires versus the millionaires. And, like, I don't know. My One of my friends told me he heard something that, like, generally the teams actually lose money at the start of the season. So the owners are just trying to, like, not play the first month of the season. Is that true? I have no idea. I, yeah, like, I tried to read through a, Yeah, like, I tried to read an article, and I didn't understand <laughs> half of it. It's, like, so... I mean, it's a lot of stuff, but like, really, I think it comes down to like, I don't think the MLB is is really wanting to like negotiate fairly. It, it kind of feels like it's all or nothing to me. The players well, have what they want, and the MLB is like, this is what we want, and we'll adjust slightly, but never to a point where it's like it's like actually a meet in the middle. That's my take. <laughs> Well, we appreciate your vulnerability. For those of you that don't understand, it's not always that what he reads is very difficult. Michael dropped out of school in elementary school, so like, just cut him some slack. Um, but yeah, it's definitely <laughs> even though he talks about how he's at Colorado State. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that definitely... stuff is difficult. What do you mean? It's a bunch of legal jargon. Yeah, it's I mean, a lot of legal stuff. I, the ones that I have read have not been super difficult. But one of the biggest things is when it all started back in December 2nd of last year, they were just, you know, 
the players weren't happy with what they had. And throughout the process of this, you know, lockout, as it's being called, the players, um, not technically the players, but like the Players Association has made a lot of steps towards compromise and towards, you know, being willing and wanting to play the sport that they're getting paid to do. But the MLB has been very much restricted and only doing what they wanted to do. And so that's where there's a lot of contention right now is you've got the side of the players that is got some willingness to compromise and to, you know, move towards making an agreement. But then you've got the other side that's like, no, we're not changing. And so at some point, I think either the players are going to have to just give up and just say, you know, okay, fine, we'll follow your rules. Or the MLB is going to have to realize that their expectations are unrealistic and they're going to have to make some form of compromise. But I think until that date, we're going to see a lot of this back and forth of postponing of, you know, money being not paid to certain people and stuff like that. So I think it'll be interesting to see where it heads and we'll definitely keep you guys up to date as we carry on. But it's crazy that this this hasn't happened since like the 90s, I think was the last time that we had a true MLB lockout. So it, it'll be interesting to see the league's decision and how they handle the situation from here. Now having already postponed and canceled the first two series of the MLB regular season. So we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see if they they play by the by the Somebody I, I don't know. Compromise. Somebody has to compromise. We'll see. I don't you know I mean I think the players have kind of been preparing for this scenario. Um kind of putting away some money I think yeah um, so I don't know I don't know I hope they play um, but we'll see it, it's it's annoying Very much so, so well I think uh, I think that's about it for today not not a ton happening but you know any any last notes but from anyone here We'll keep you updated with any news that keeps popping out every week. Yes. Stay up to date with our Instagram as well. We're going to be trying to, you know, keep news live and keep, you know, updating you on stuff happening there that maybe we won't have time to hit during the podcast. But we'll do our best to get information there so you can stay up to date that way. But, yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, Peace. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Tell your dog, whoever. Remember, you can find us anywhere that you find your podcast, both Spotify and Apple Music. We're going to work on getting to YouTube at some point, so stay tuned for that. Um, it's a work in progress. YouTube's we're, a little bit not as nice as Spotify is. So we're, we're trying to make that work. But as soon as we know, it'll be on our Instagram page, and you guys will know from our podcast. We will make that clear, and we will have ways that you can get access to that video form of our podcast all right perfect again thanks for listening and peace and love peace Peace. always